Take a couple of moments when you get time, folks. Moments that may help you save time. Subscribe to the Kelly & Company podcast, available using your favorite podcast platform. You can listen to the show in segment form, so maybe you you join us in the midst of a segment that you just want to go back and hear it completely. No problem. Subscribe to the podcast. Maybe also you want to check out the full show. Just put it on. Maybe we're doing some baking or something. Well, you can easily do that as well because we put the whole show in the podcast feed as well. Whichever way you want to listen to Kelly and Company, we're quite happy with. If you get a moment, maybe give us a rating and review. But enjoy the show, whether it's one uh, segment at a time or unless you get in there and do a little blitzing and listen to a whole bunch of the program. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, hosts of Kelly and Company. Looking forward to this weekend because the 35th Canadian International Snowmobile ATV and Power Sports Show, yes, it's a thing, and it's the largest of its kind in the world, is taking place this Friday, October 21st to uh, Sunday, October 23rd, 2022 at the International Centre. And you may be familiar with that in Mississauga, Ontario. There's a lot to see and learn and get involved with. So we're going to chat more about it with one of the stars of the event, multi-time world snowcross snowmobile champion and multi-time canadian national championship winning motocross racer blair morgan who's also racing uh at the show blair it's a pleasure to have you on kelly and company thank you hey thanks for having me on so tell us a little bit about the toronto international snowmobile atv and uh what's the word that i missed power show power sports show why should people attend in your opinion and what can they do and experience do you mind starting there before we get to you and your journey uh yeah no it's it's a massive event it's really big no um, if you're interested in anything snowmobile or any kind of outdoor activity uh it's there you know uh, come and see you know rather than just browsing online and looking at pictures you can come see it in the real so um they pretty much have all the products there you can see you can sit on the snowmobiles do whatever you want and uh everybody's there so um any kind of clothing uh just you name it it'll be there and there's also a lot of like interactive or or, you know movement-based things that are going on as well aside from vendors yeah yeah i think they have some freestyle snowmobile shows um um, I think they even have like some demo rides and some ATVs and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's so big and it's, I haven't been there for a couple of years now. So, um, I'm not exactly sure, you know, if it's changed, you know, since the past, uh, you know, it's been off for a couple of years now. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, but I think everyone's going to be there still and, uh, it's a massive event. And I'm assuming with your background, you're very excited that it is back after a couple of years of being not available. Yeah, I think with anything in this world, uh, everyone's glad that everything's back to normal. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how did you get into this motocross and snowcross racing? Tell us a little bit more about what that is and how you're involved. Um, yeah, you know, obviously you start out when you're young, riding, you know, dirt bikes and snowmobiles uh, from Saskatchewan. So um, we have big summers and big winters, so I did both, and uh, you know, just kind of went from there. Started in some local races, and then it turned out into bigger national events and then international events. And uh, yeah, it was a great career, you know. Um, unfortunately, I got injured uh, about 14 years ago, 2008, and uh, but I'm still involved with the with the sport with Skidoo and BRP, so I'm still 
making myself useful, I guess. So you're now you identify as a, a wheelchair user, and we're going to talk um, more about that. But can you explain to us your uh, injury or like that aspect of the journey where you had to change, adapt? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I crashed at one of my events in Montreal and uh, ended up uh, breaking my spinal cord and spine. And uh, yeah, so paraplegic from the chest chest down. And uh, yeah, it's been a, been a while, actually, you know, it's been 14 years and it um, mm. seems like time's been flying by. No kidding. And now, uh, what kind of racing do you do? Uh, well, I'm not really doing any of the racing or anything. I'm just more of a, like a mentor coach uh, for okay. some of our younger uh, riders uh, on the circuit. Uh, I still travel to all the events, uh, mostly in the United States. Um, it, just kind of a bit of an ambassador for uh, for the sport and for ski It's interesting, too, because, Blair, we know so many times people have to... They have an injury like yours, the, the, the whole looking for the future. I'm sure you had so many of those times in a quiet room just thinking well what's that mean not you know for for not just getting around doing what i want to do in life but the years to come uh and being able to kind of settle on those things as as you do as you have to do um can you talk a little bit about the modern uh snowcross riding style that you've pioneered yeah um well when i first started into the sport the the snowmobiles are were designed quite differently than they are now they were more right. of a you kind of sit down on them and uh you know do like leisurely rides where then we did the snowcross racing which you're kind of more aggressive more motocross style um more of like a stand-up style that i kind of brought in from the motocross side into the snowcross and uh then the manufacturers started to change to the machines you know allowing for more ergonomics to be able to do that and uh yeah it's just gone from there you know in the last 20 years 30 years it's they've changed a lot it's really interesting because you think about how many different things over the years that have, have come when it comes to winter sports when it comes to you know uh, people out and you know doing any kind of riding even street or 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 in the woods or on the water it's pretty amazing when you when you look at it and go to an event like this Blair and what do you find now as you're roaming around that you look at is it taking in those newer things or more of the classic stuff or what people are doing and um you know, when they're doing their stunts, when they're doing their riding and, and showing and crowds are gathered around. Wow, look look at them do that. What, for you, at an event like this, really, where do you spend most of your time? Um, well, I'll be spending most of my time at the ski booth there. But, uh, you know, I, I like looking around, um, especially with the technology these days, you know, especially with um, more computerized stuff is, you know, they got the screens on the machines now and, GPSs and you can like kind of keep track of where all your buddies are when you're riding. And um, so the technology side is pretty awesome, um, you know, but still I'm kind of, obviously I'm an older guy, so I like the old school, the original, you know, <laughs> kind of stuff that kind of made it to where I am today. So it's, I'm not, I, I love everything about it. And, uh, you know, just uh, even like the clothing and stuff has come along with the helmets are so much lighter and, just so much more convenient i think for people to get into uh you know to go riding you know they don't want to spend all day working on a machine and then riding it they just want to turn the key and go and that's pretty much how all the machines are now 
So would you say when people are coming to this event, the majority of people, if they're thinking of making a purchase, are going to want that easier kind of thing to get? Like you say, turn the key and go. Do you find a lot of uh, the old timers coming and saying, oh, I remember having one of these. And, I re- and, and the stories that must come because there must be some great, hey, this is what we're doing now. This is what we used to do, stories and conversations around the room. Yeah, yeah, I think you get a little bit of everything, you know, um, people who, um, you know, kind of hardcore mechanic guys that love working on stuff, and then other people that just want to ride, you know, maybe they have a really busy lifestyle, you know, they have much, they work hard, they don't have much time to ride, they just want to bother with, you know, working on it, doing maintenance and stuff, and, you know, they just want to go out, get out and ride, and, uh, yeah, it, that's how things are. You can do whatever you want with snowmobiles. You can buy a 30 year old sled and, you know, make it restore it and uh, be a bit of a classic, or you can just get a brand new sled and not have to worry about doing anything other than putting fuel in it and starting it and riding. Is it more of um when, when it comes to people moving on or upgrading, uh, is it, would we say more of a sell to the next person behind you or kind of, I don't want to say throw away because that indicates, all right, tow it off to the, to the wrecking yard. I don't mean you know that kind of thing necessarily. Maybe that is more what happens, but is, is the, is it favoring that kind of way? We're going that way. We're really not, not as much as recycled handed down or, or passed off. It's all about like we do with televisions. Yeah. Um, obviously with the, the things, you know, global shortages and stuff right now, everybody's, it's hard to find good used stuff these days yeah. also, you know, not let alone brand new stuff. So, um, you know, if you do have a five-year-old sled and, you know, people are, you know, making do with that and because they're not able to get into a new one at the time. And so everything is pretty much snack snatched up, you know, um, even like 10-year-old sleds, you know, are going for prices than they were new, you know? So, um, everything is in high demand, I think right now. So any kind of getting involved with any kind of snowmobiling or anything right now is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough, but, um, you know, if you're passionate about it, I guess you find a way. And I guess people who are into the clothing, they're looking for the fashionable stuff as well as the practical stuff, depending what they're doing. Like you said, from lightweight helmets down to the stuff that keeps you uh, nice and warm when you're, when you're wanting, if you're in that location and doing something in the pretty frigid weather. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like even the technology and the clothing, like my favorite thing are heated gloves and, <laughs> um, you know, I just, I wear them everywhere. Like nice. I'm not let alone just riding around on a snowmobile. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then they have obviously heated sweaters and jackets and I think pants and boots. Yeah. Everything is heated now. So you don't have to mm, freeze your mm, mm. butt off out there anymore. You can have all like great technology and, um, yeah, it's good. That's awesome. Blair, can you tell us where to go to get more information? Um, yeah, Toronto Snowmobile Show. I'm not exactly sure the, the web address, but um, I'm sure just a quick Google search for the Toronto International Snowmobile Show, and it'll uh, point you in the right direction. Wow. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. And we'll, of course, put up the uh, direct link to the show up on our blog as well, ami.ca slash Kelly Show. Uh, Kelly Co. I'm all over the place today. We're talking to Canadian National Championship winning motocross racer Blair Morgan about his experiences and, of course, about the show itself. It's the upcoming Toronto International Snowmobile ATV and Power Sports show 
And and that's taking place this weekend. If you can catch it, that would be awesome here in uh, Toronto, just outside Toronto. Got some great conversations you can get into with people or at least a take in when you're there. It's a, it's a fun event for sure. Uh, coming up next in the next hour of Kelly and Company, Curious Minds with Christine Malik. Also joining us on this week's roundtable to chat is uh, in the No contributor, Margaret Weldon. You know her from the program. But up next, it's the Thursday Buzz with Bill Shackleton. He'll visit with us momentarily. <laughs> 